0: Ah, Me, myself, and I. This is a great song. What What a fantastic group, too. Love them.
1: It's hour two of the game. It's the game after work. Mitch Fortner alongside Troy Coverdale today. Also, David G. Travion Berkland is here as well. Sage Williams is training. So we got a full house today. We just played Do They Know It also in the first hour. Looks like Coach Tang has his 10th cat, plus Dylan Edwards officially committing to K-State. If you miss any of the show, follow us on SoundCloud with our podcast page. Just search for The Game KMAN. You can also find us on Spotify, your Apple Podcast app. Wherever you get your podcast. you can follow along with the game. Follow along with K-State Athletics News. We'll keep you up to date yeah. with what's going on. And, of course, the giant news today. Felt it coming yesterday. But Dylan Edwards made the announcement on Twitter yesterday that he was going to say. He said that noon today he's making the announcement. He did with the press conference. He had three hats in front of him: K State, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and he's staying home, folks. He's staying in the state of Kansas. Coming to K State, and he is the seventh member of the 2023 K State football recruiting class, and he is the uh, highest-rated player uh, to join up with. K-State football, and we have a good feeling. This is just kind of the start. The tide has turned. The train is on the tracks. It's starting to roll, and we're just seeing K-State's success with getting the top players in the state. It's just getting started. There's Jode. more to come. J- there's more to come, guys. Jode. Great feeling about that. Dylan Edwards is a 5'9 all purpose running back from Derby High School, a four star according to 24 7 sports. He is the number two kid in, in Kansas when it comes to 24 uh, 7 sports, number three for rivals. I didn't get to say this earlier. So here's the power five offers that he had, but he picked K State instead in alphabetic order Arizona, Arizona State, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa State, KU, Kentucky, Michigan State, Minnesota. Mississippi State, Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oregon, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. The most he had cut that down to was a top 10, but on selection day, it was down to three. K-State, Oklahoma, and Nebraska, but he picks the Cats. His numbers last year were just off the charts. His junior year at Derby. In in Manhattan High, they're going to experience this kid in week one of this upcoming high school football season. His junior year, he finished with 3,214 all-purpose yards, 2,600 of that was on the ground, 40 touchdowns, 13 yards a carry. He ran for 221 yards a game. Mm -hmm. He was named the 2021 Kansas Football Gatorade Player of the Year. Under Armour, All-American, first team 6A, All-State, of course, at the running back position. He was his league's Offensive Player of the Year. Panthers finished uh, second place in 6A. They lost the state championship game. But he is a versatile player. He has explosive speed. If you haven't seen film on Dylan Edwards yet, get on YouTube and just search for Dylan Edwards. His name is spelled D-Y-L-A-N, and then Edwards, of course. You will be impressed yeah. with his speed, with his vision. It is incredible. K-State has landed a dynamite player, an elite type of player. All the buildup that has been around Dylan Edwards, it is, it is totally necessary. I mean, he has deserved that praise that he's received so far. He, I thought he it felt like he was pretty humble at his press conference, but he was pretty honest as well, and he had a lot to say. And I gotta tell you, this is—I pulled a lot of highlights from this. I mean, yeah. Troy tomorrow morning might get to play more <laughs> than I do. Uh, there is, there was a lot to be said. There's a lot of good things, and I said it in the first hour, I felt from his press conference, I fell in love with him more after hearing him talk and what he had to say about the cats. I think you will too. Yes. And also, you'll, if you don't love him already, to the moon and back. You're gonna love this K C football program and the coaches even more after hearing what this Dylan Edwards kid has to say. But another thing I wanted to point out as well is I, I mentioned his speed, but exactly how fast is he. There was a tweet about eight days ago from the upper classmen report, and they were going by the the verified max speed metrics. So we're talking max speed, breakaway speed, in game speed with pads on. Yes. Dylan Edwards is the third fastest player in the country
2: what? for the class of
1: 2023 at 22.03 miles per hour. Whoa. It's also been documented that he can run a 4 40 Oh, my God. And, uh, I mean, just yes. by a few hundredths ah. of a second, it is a tad bit faster than Deuce Vaughn and Darren Sprouls. Oh, boy. Dylan Edwards said... It was this last weekend that he committed to K-State. He told the coaches this last weekend during his visit that he wanted to be a Cat. But he told us as well how he told the coaches he's committed.
3: I actually told Coach Collin first, Coach CK. He, uh, we walked around the stadium and um, we just had a meeting and they asked me what, what could they do to you know get me to K-State and I said nothing. And then he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, nothing. And um, he was like, well, okay. And I was like, yeah, when I go back in there, I'm going to commit. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm coming. And uh, that was pretty much it. I went in there and told Coach I was coming. Isn't that funny? That's awesome.
1: He had had Colin Klein against the ropes there a little bit. Colin Klein said, really? (laughs) 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 His stomach just sunk a little bit when (laughs) he heard, there's nothing you can do. (laughs) There's nothing you can do,
2: Coach. But... That's because I'm already a cat. I want to be here. About as nervous as Colin probably had gotten since uh, asking his wife to marry him.
0: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> or, or talking to his wife's dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't forget that
3: nervousness. Good God.
1: Colin
2: Klein going in the Ring of Honor
1: in <laughs> September. Yeah. In Edwards went on to say that this was his decision to make.
3: My dad didn't care where I went. Um, my family didn't care where I went. Um, this was my decision. Um, we did not talk about it before I went to K State um, I committed on my own and it was my decision
1: by the way thank you so much to go powercat for providing this audio they had a great feed of t- today's announcement you can find their press conference uh, the, the press conference also the announcement go powercat posted it on YouTube it's great footage and also great audio now K State you know, in the last couple of decades has had quite success, great success when it comes to running backs. And it goes further than just, of course, Deuce Vaughn and Darren Sproul's. But you know, did that running back legacy make an impact on his selection? No,
3: it didn't. Um, I know wherever I go, I want to be my own player. Um, I'm going to have my own legacy. I don't want to be like nobody else. I want to be like Dylan Edwards. And so that's what I'm doing. And I'm going to Carried out to K State now.
1: Dylan is not old enough to remember the Darren Sproles days. Let's see, he would have been pretty young when, like, Daniel Thomas, yeah, was running the ball here.
0: Yeah. that so, that really puts it in perspective. I Man, he's a baby.
1: Yeah. So let me see if I can do some quick math here. So 2010. 2000, yeah. Uh, so you know, he would have been, boy, five, <laughs> six. Am I doing the math right? I yeah. think so. Maybe members John Hubert. I love
0: that attitude, though. I, no, did not play in a factor. I want to be my own guy. I love
1: that. It's That's easy great. to get on, you know, YouTube these days and of sure. look back at some highlights, some historic highlights of what running backs used to do here at K State. Right. But he also mentioned at one point during the press conference what glued him to K State, and he mentioned one word, and that was. Loyalty—the loyalty this coaching staff was showing him—and Dylan gave us a little bit of info about that loyalty.
3: They came here the most out of any school. They talked to me every day. I got on a call with them every day. There was not a day that went by. On Christmas, they called me in the morning and said Merry Christmas. You just don't get that nowhere else. And um, I mean, I was crystal ball two different places before K State, and I mean, they didn't care. They were coming for me the whole time, and. That shows that they're loyal for real.
1: When he said that the coaches called him on Christmas (laughs) and to tell him Merry Christmas, I'll be honest with you, that hit me in the feelings a little bit. For sure. Because it's it's the little things. Mm -hmm. And Dylan Edwards appreciates the little things. That's a time where coaches probably don't want to be working. They want to be with their families celebrating Christmas, opening gifts, letting their kids open gifts, eating some good food. But also think about it as well. I mean, that phone call didn't take very long. No. But other programs weren't willing to do that. K-State was willing to say or just make a quick phone call, dial a few numbers, or look up his contact on the contact list and say, hey, real quick, just want to tell you Merry Christmas, man. meant the world to him. Just saying. Merry Christmas, pal. Oh, nice. Now, we know today's culture of – kids decommitting, transfer portal. You're always recruiting these kids now these days. Mm-hmm. It's a tw- it seems like a 24-7 job keeping them happy. Make sure they like it here, especially, you know, of course, the top talent, the ones you want to stick around, of course. Well, it's clear. I mean, Dylan Edwards, that's, if you've seen the talent, you want him to stick around. You want him to be a lifer. Use that eligibility here at K-State, and hopefully that takes you to the next level says he has no plans to ditch K-State.
3: I knew in my process I wanted to do what was best for me, and K-State is what's best for me. I don't see myself decommitting or leaving or doing anything, portal or anything. This is where I want to be, and this is where I'm going to live. I'm going to save this clip, Dylan. (laughs) I'm going to save
1: this.
0: I'm going to
1: hold you to your word. I'm going to hold you to it, buddy. All right, we're not done, though, with Dylan Edwards because we know there's still some top talent left in Kansas. And K State football wants them. And it feels like Coach Kleiman and Colin Klein, Brian Anderson. I mean, these are, we're talking about, you know, Thad Ward. And we are talking about, of course, Connor Riley. We're talking about a lot of offensive talent that's still out there for K State to go get. Dylan Edwards, he had a message for the other recruits
3: out there here in the state of Kansas Avery Johnson, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm going to get Avery. Um, Hopefully we can flip a couple. You know, we we saw a couple of Kansas kids commit to other places or in the Missouri area, and that don't matter to me. I want to play with my friends, and we're going to have a, the best recruiting class Kansas State has ever had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Man. Good boy. Man, those are some big words right? coming from an important kid in this 2023 class out of the state of Kansas. By the way, 20 believe him. He's going to get yeah. Avery Johnson, who's going to commit in early July now. Um, and I think when he was talking about some kids that uh, they're maybe trying to flip, <laughs> he's going to try to have a hand in that. I mean, he's got to be talking about Joe Otting, right? Yeah. yeah. Joe Otting from Hayden, going to Notre Dame as for right now. Going to try to put in that effort, which they already have a relationship anyway.
2: Meanwhile, Camden Beebe, utilizing Grant Flanders' tweet of earlier noting that uh, five of nine in-state pickups for K-State and still counting, Camden Beebe follows with, Kobe, job's not finished.
0: <laughs> boy. boy. These guys are dedicated, man. They're ready. They're ready to make K Love State the deal.
1: Well, and what a uh, ace awesome. in the back, ace up the sleeve, I guess. If you're K State, when you have these, of course, kids that are that age, high school, with the kids in this class, or those that are already here at K State, or have moved on. I'm saying kids like former players. They're using what they can use to try to reach out to those kids and kind of, you know, give K State that extra assist. And maybe persuade them for, to come to K State. Dylan Edwards mentioned he had heard from like Darren Sproles. He heard from Byron Pringle. He heard from Michael Bishop on social media. Oof, that's awesome. That's awesome. It, it, those are guys that didn't. Other than Byron Pringle, Sproles, and Bishop, he was he was barely a twinkle in his dad's eye at that time. For you know what sure, I mean? For sure. His dad just got out of college not too long before <laughs> uh, Michael Bishop was that's, in Manhattan. That's Right?
0: Really? I mean, just a four four years. You know,
1: yeah, that's crazy. Three. It was three, three, crazy. Let's see. I have one more clip here, and I mentioned uh, Dylan's dad, Leon. Leon played here three years at K State. His best year was his senior year, '94, but he scored in the Copper Bowl. And uh, what was that? What did Mitch Altus call him? Troy, little Leon, little Leon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and Dylan's five nine. I mean, he's going to be that typical all-purpose small back. That K State has had great success with in the past. Deuce Vaughn is a perfect example of that. Although uh, Dylan is, is a tad bit taller, about a couple of inches taller than Deuce Vaughn. But Leon, man, turn that guy into a recruiter. He is just—he's got a ton of energy and clearly still loves K State. And uh, the press conference wrapped up with with uh, Leon with these words:
3: "We ready to work, man. <laughs> so
2: anybody want to play some real football? Come to K State." I feel uh, like
1: I could listen to Leon for hours about his passion. Anything I, I was
2: going to say, let, let's, uh, we need to do a mashup now. Jerome Tang and Leon Edwards. <laughs> man, you, you kind of hit on something there. We've had some highlights when it comes to
1: some short clips. You want to play some real
2: football? Oh, my I gotta God.
1: I got to play it again. We yeah. made it work,
3: man
2: anybody want to play some real football? Yeah. Come to K State.
1: I'm ready to play right now. Yeah, somebody that can pop a crowd. Yes, it's Leon Edwards who can pop the boys. Yeah, he popped with the boys with comments like that.
0: And it was uh, like he's not even on the team. He's not a coach. He's not. He's just a guy. His
1: boy's just about to become a cat, oh or isn't a cat now? You can say yes. committed. But man, what a, what a press conference that was! That's I loved cool. every word he had to say. It. it it made me like him a lot more. Yes. It really did. And he showed he he shared his passion that he's had for K State, the passion K State has had for him, and the relationship they've they've grown. That that's it's amazing just how that has all played out. And Dylan was ready to make that commitment. He that's was awesome. he was ready to work. He was ready to go. And he wants now he's now he wants to just enjoy his summer. Yeah. Enjoy his senior. He he was also asked about, you know, being a senior and what's the plans now. He's like, Hey, I'm committed. My visits are done. I'm gonna enjoy my time. I'm gonna hang out with my friends. And then once, uh, you know, of course, the summer and fall of 2023 rolls around, it's time to get to work. Yeah. So, of course, you know, still got a year to go. Sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, Derby oh by and, way, uh, Manhattan high. Yeah. Manhattan's got to play him. Yeah. That's, that's going to be an interesting road trip. I know, Troy, we, we've talked about having Troy yes. I do play by play on B1047 for this upcoming football season. I might just have, you know, Troy can come with me, do some color for that game, because I think this is kind of a... We need to see this kid in person, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be an interesting ball game. But uh, coming up next, I'm looking forward to this interview because somebody who has watched Dylan Edwards play all season long last year, especially a game that with Mays, a game that almost went to overtime against Avery Johnson, and what an offensive game that was between those two teams last year. Derby and former sports editor Cody Friesen is up next on the game. I know it's the instrumental, but it's hard to hold back not singing along, doing the karaoke to it. (laughs) Especially if you're a 90s kid. If
0: you're a 90s kid, this was in every movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) This one. You couldn't get away from this song. And then the guy was on Celebrity Rehab. Oh, was he? Yeah. The guy, you know, the shifty.
1: Well, the big news of the day is that the four-star running back from Derby High School, Dylan Edwards, has picked... The Wildcats as his college football destination. He had three hats in front of him. Oklahoma, Nebraska, K-State. He goes with his dad's alma mater. Goes with the purple. He goes with K-State. But right now we are pleased to be joined by Derby and former sports editor Cody Friesen. Cody, greatly appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us here on The Game. As somebody who, uh, you know, a young sports editor now, and you got to cover this last season of Derby football um, what was it like watching Dylan Edwards in person just tear it up every game?
4: Yeah, um, happy uh, Dylan Edwards Day to you, first off. <laughs> Thank um, you. You too. Pleased to say that. Um, yeah, so this was my first year at the Informer, and before I came, I was talking to some people, and they were like, look out for their running back. He's He's the real deal. And, you know, it didn't take <laughs> probably, like, two minutes into the first game to really realize how dominant Edwards was. and It just really carried over throughout the year. It, it was so impressive just to watch him, one, dominate, and two, just kind of grow throughout the season.
1: I noticed his sophomore year he was used as a wide receiver like a wide out. Did he do a whole lot of that his junior year?
4: Um, Not as much. Um, you know, sometimes they tried a little – Little trickery, and, and he'd be out there. But he mainly kind of running out of the back, um, a little bit of what Deuce Vaughn does. Um, kind of those routes.
1: What was the prediction around uh, the Derby Informer was there? Uh, was there a mixed uh, office? Some thinking maybe you'd go to Oklahoma, but some thinking K State. What was your prediction?
4: Um, so around here, it, it was it was kind of a lot of K State, a um, little bit of Oklahoma, uh, some Nebraska even um i'm a k-state alum so uh, i had to go k-state um (laughs) felt good about that um Mm -hmm. felt really good um and and yeah thankfully he's he's in the purple
1: well tell us about his skills like you mentioned just how fun it was to see him play last year and how incredible he was but you know what about his game as you've seen him play, they went to the state championship last year. They did lose the championship game, but of course Dylan Edwards is just dynamic there on offense. But you know, what specifically about his game just makes him just pop?
4: Um, obviously, uh, it's not really a secret. His speed—it's um, just killer. Saw it um, in the backfield and also on on uh, kick returns. Um, uh, he is definitely willing to. He can take a hit and he is totally fine lowering the shoulder. Um, I saw some highlights from the, the maze game um, that featured hopefully a K-State um, signee Avery Johnson. Um, and when the moment mattered, I think it was a, a close game. He just leveled the guy to get into the end zone, and that really st- stood out to me. Um, he just so fast, and, and that elusiveness is killer.
2: What was really the first moment that you went this kid is different?
4: Yeah. Um I think it was <laughs> that first game where he gets he gets his what, two hundred yards and, and he comes out of the game but he's like willing to, to let that happen and you see that with his numbers um just throughout the year. Um just the dominant numbers. It was really that first game. Um where he just took over
1: go back to that maze game that had to be one of the greatest high school football games you've probably ever seen but watching those two battle back and forth i mean did that also just tell you how dynamic avery johnson was how incredible was that game
4: oh my gosh that was that was the game of the year and i probably one of the best games i've ever seen um just both of them just balled out and, and really led their teams. Um, you know, Avery was dynamic. I, like, you could just see that for him it was like, oh, if he, if he just grows more, which he will, he's going to be a pretty dang good player. Um, and then with Dylan, he, again, I said earlier, he just kind of willed his team to win. Um, obviously, the Derby defense actually came up with a play to kind of feel the game but Dylan Edwards pretty much gave them the lead and and really led them on the offensive side.
0: Cody, we can look at his we've looked at his highlight stuff and it it just overwhelming almost like how great he really is <laughs> as far as elusiveness, speed, vision, he's got it all in spades. It's easy to see that. But we want to know off the field. What have you noticed about Dylan Edwards that makes him special as a guy off of the field?
4: Oh my gosh. He, uh, he's so humble and respectful. Um, I remember one of the first times I talked to him, uh, all he really did, he really just credited his offensive line, um, which features another K state guy, Alex key, um, should be coming up here probably up there now. Um, but he, uh, really was, was thankful to his offensive line. Um, his coach, um, Brandon Clark for putting him in those situations. And again, you know, with with Derby, you know, in, in their their reputation, you know, they have a running clock quite often, um, <laughs> yeah. and he was totally willing to come out of a game and, and give some of the younger guys some some time, and then also some pointers off the field.
1: Oh, sure. I mean, I, I like that he turns into a coach once he comes off the field, but he's like. Hey slaps his hands together my job's done folks <laughs> it's now your show to take over and uh, maybe run the story even uh even a little bit more now i i do the play-by-play for manhattan football and we'll be in derby week one which i'm i'm excited to see that new stadium haven't been there since it opened last year it opened last year right yes
4: yeah that was the big project um throughout the summer my that was what i covered throughout the summer when there was no so it is it's pretty impressive
1: (laughs) well uh as we wrap up here and uh, we're talking with cody friesen who's the sports editor for the derby informer give me kind of a uh, preview of what uh, derby football will be in
4: 2022 Ooh, um tough to say obviously you know a little fired up from from the way the season ended last year um wanting to to kind of prove that that was you know a bad, won a bad game, um, but credit to Blue Valley Northwest. They were they were something special, but uh, yeah, um, just the season. Um, obviously, Edwards running the show. Um, you know, revamped kind of offensive line. We'll we'll see how that looks. Um, defensively, um, that's the big question. They got some some studs at linebacker, um, some studs on the line, but kind of replacing some of those those seniors that won three state titles in a row. So it'll be interesting to see.
0: Cody, so we talked about the new stadium. There's no weird, like, area in front of the stands anymore? Like, there was a huge – I remember the last time we went, there was a huge section where people could just stand, like, in front of the stands. Is that gone
4: now? (laughs) Yeah, they kind of – they raised the the stands up a little bit. Yeah. Um, So, yeah – They try to control that as well. So
0: That was the the strangest thing I've ever seen in a stadium where it was like the better seat was just getting up and walking (laughs) to that area. (laughs) And people just kind of hanging out up there. And I was like, what is going on? So I'm glad to see that. That's awesome, dude.
1: Once again, go ahead, Cody. Oh,
4: it's just an impressive stadium. And, and, you know, I'm excited to, to see that game week one. It should be amazing.
1: Derby and former sports editor Cozy Friesen with us here on the game. So to wrap up here, um, since I'll be traveling down there to Derby in Week One, early September, I want to go out to eat somewhere, Uh-oh. right? So does Derby have uh, anything awesome when it comes to food and restaurants?
4: Um, got a place called Mad Rocks, I think it's called. It's it's pretty good. Um, I uh, I honestly have been so busy running around. Um, covering, covering Derby athletics. so I, I might have to just join you and explore. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely,
1: I'm down for that, Cody. Because I, I was looking at uh, just uh, just kind of looking at your guy's website in the uh, the sports section, I noticed. Every single sports article is Cody. Cody, so you're working your tail off, young man. But you're an up-and-comer up in this uh, in this media world. So, Cody, hey, man, oh, yeah. uh, I appreciate you so much for coming on. Before we let you go, go and plug your social media because I think there's some K-State fans out there that might want to follow you because you'll be covering Dylan Edwards in this upcoming football season. So what's your Twitter account? Yeah, uh, so
4: it's just basic. Uh, Cody Friesen, 12, um, C-O-D-Y, F-R-I-E-S-E-N, 12, obviously. Came up with it in high school, and I thought I was going to be the next Dylan Edwards. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right, Uh, Cody, thank you so much. Go ahead.
4: Twitter's where it's at. That's
1: all i got to (laughs) say. Cody, man, I appreciate it. You're going to have so much fun covering this team this next season, especially with Dylan Edwards, that running back that's coming to K-State. But appreciate you so much for your time, and I'm sure we'll talking to you soon, coming up in September. All
4: right. Yeah, no problem. That's Cody.
1: Yep, thank you, sir. Cody Friesen from the Derby Informer. He is a sports editor. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. All right, up next, let's take a quick break, and it's our number one song of the day. Man. Oh, uh, oh! Uh. Travion just panicked. I don't blame. Sage him. Sage was yelling at him, pointing at stuff. I don't blame him. I, it,
0: I still get panicked, <laughs> and I've been doing like the morning show by myself for like two, three years.
1: Well, you're gonna be at bets for less, right, on That's Saturday? Right. That's I'm gonna right. be your board off for that. Are you serious? Yeah. How did they rope you into that business? I mean. Literally everybody else that works here is busy, <laughs> so you know, somebody has to step in. That's right. Nah, it's all good. Oh, so, uh, all the number one songs we've had pretty much this week have all been been known to be in movies. So I figured, heck, let's go for a theme song from a movie.
2: Yeah. Heard mention actually by uh, Kevin Carr, Fat Guys at the Movies. <laughs> yeah. Mentioning uh, this week, Box Set, out now with the Shaft movies from wow. the 70s. Huh.
1: Well, from 1971, this is officially called Theme from Shaft by Isaac Hayes, two weeks at number one. Singer, actor, songwriter, and composer from Covington, Tennessee. He was a creative force, or one of them, behind the Southern Soul the type of music that came with Stax Records, which he co-founded. And he was... Served as several roles, in-house songwriter, he was a session musician, he was a record producer, and he voiced the character Chef in the animated comedy central series, South Park, from 97 to 06. Hello, children.
0: I loved him. Also, you want to hear some funky stuff. Isaac Hayes' Do Your Thing is one of my favorite songs of all time, and it is a wah-wah-wee-wah. It's
1: awesome. Turn it up.
3: Man. Can you dig
1: it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who's the cat that won't pop out when message you're all about?
0: Right on. <laughs> right on, man. This chef
2: is a bad mother. Your mouth. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was waiting for it.
1: <laughs> In 2002, Hayes was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and he actually opened the show with this song. Uh, It was August 10th of 2008. It was 10 days before his 66th birthday. Unfortunately, Hayes passed away. It was determined by medical examiners. He had a... Right before he died, he had a stroke. Uh, But 20 studio albums, 8 top 40 hits, and this is his only number one. And of course, made for the 1971 film, Shaft. John Shaft, played by Troy Isaac DG? Hayes? No. Fred, Fred Williams. Oh,
0: that's Okay, right. now yeah. we go to
1: – no, it's not right. Travion, do you know who played Shaft in 71? He doesn't know. Uh, Richard Roundtree.
2: Ah! ah yes. Yep. In Number the 10. what's going on?
1: <laughs> what, what was uh, I didn't schedule a top ten I for today? Like did it. You, one of you have a top ten? Yeah,
0: I, top ten uh, times that Isaac Hayes was cool. Number ten right now. All right, wow.
1: before I was so rudely interrupted by David Letterman. <laughs> John Shaft is the ultimate in suave black detectives. He first finds himself up against Bumpy, played by Moses Gunn. The leader of the black crime mob, then against black nationalists, and finally working with both against the white mafia, who are trying to blackmail Bumpy by kidnapping his daughter. It gets an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've never seen it. You've never seen I've it? I've never seen Shaft. Dude, And Shaft. I haven't seen the remake either.
0: First of all, Shaft is cool. Secondly, he can fight, and he beats up like all the bad dudes. Third, he gets all the chicks, man. He's cool.
1: Now I gotta ask for those. I'm sure both of you have seen the movie. Yes. Yep. Travion, have you seen Shaft? I have not. I saw the remake too. The I've seen Samuel. the remake with Sammy. Allen. That
0: one's awesome too. That's a Was great it? movie. Yes, it's a great movie. I got
1: it. I'm just assuming a character named Bumpy. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be related to taking bumps. Not in the wrestling ring, but you know, bumps <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs>
2: Some of it the could booger be sugar based. bartender. He was a bartender. He was
1: a bartender, yeah. <laughs> and he would take breaks, go to the bathroom, and do some lines. I uh, mean,
0: well, maybe that's a. We'll have to do like a backstory movie on Bumpy
1: from <laughs> <Yeah>. Shaft. <sure. Yeah. laughs> I was gonna say with a name like that, I'm, I'm already it's it's caught my attention. That's right. So this was written, produced, and arranged by Hayes. The song establishes Shaft as one bad mother, yeah, who yeah. thrives on danger and doesn't give up. He's also a sex machine to all the chicks, making him sort of a black James Bond. Thanks, in large part, to the song, it became an iconic character. Now, according to Q Magazine, Hayes agreed to write this and perform this song because he was promised the lead role in the film. But of course, that promise was not kept. He didn't even get an audition. Now, the hit version of this song was n- was uh, the one was not used in the film. That was actually a separate song. Of course, sounded a lot like it, but it, this isn't the version in the in the movie. This was the version used uh, after the song was released. And Isaac Hayes was big on tours. He would make uh, play all these big concerts, and he made the song for the concerts. I love the
0: description. He's a man who thrives on danger yeah. and always comes through. That's the direct way to translate the line: "Who's the cat that won't cop out when there's danger all about?" Uh, that means that he will stick it to the uh, to the bad guys and he'll uh, never give up either. I love it, and I love the new Shaft too. The Samuel Jackson version of Shaft is amazing.
1: Now there's a. You might be wondering, um, who was the young lady that said, shut your mouth?
0: Oh, I know this. Okay, Pam Greer. No. I know this. But she did become an actress later. I know who this is. Uh, th- uh,
1: Patricia Richard. Now, it's no, la- no A-lister or anything, oh. but she was in Bosom Buddies, and she was also in Family Matters. So, you might be more familiar with Family Matters. You remember um, Harriet's sister that kind of ran the restaurant? Oh,
2: wow. Her name
1: is... Let's see. Uh, Telma Hopkins. She is the
2: one doing... No Shut your mouth. No way. I, I'm sitting here and I'm learning more about Isaac Hayes as I... as a, Did you realize he owned an ABA team in Memphis? <laughs> Dude, Isaac Hayes is cool, man. He owned... Guess who he owned the ABA team in Memphis with in 1974? Avron Fogelman, the guy who was supposed to have been the Royals owner after Ewing Kaufman, but had his real estate investments go haywire. Wow. Hm. So he's and like, I can't buy the Royals. Crap.
0: I can't own the Royals. What am I going to do? And Isaac Hayes like, hey, baby, you want to own an ABA team with me? Yeah, uh, there, there were
2: a few years in between
0: there. Isaac Hayes is the real
2: Jackie Moon. He probably played power forward. Probably got right. Plus plus he actually, you know, performed music better than Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: debatable. No.
2: (laughs) I don't know, man. That's awesome. That song from (laughs) Semi (laughs) Pro.
0: Yeah. Love Me Sexy. Love Me Sexy.
1: Oh, yeah, pretty good. I can't remember what it was called for a second, but...
0: also you going
1: to love me sexy?
0: I, I remember song. a little bit, you know? I, I listened to the song. I love it. Also, wow. Family Matters. Shout
1: out to them. That was a great well, TV show. more on on, on Delma Hopkins. So yeah. she's not the only background singer. The other one is Joyce Wilson. They together became... The duo that performed behind Tony Orlando to make Dawn.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) This this won a Grammy for Best Instrumental Arrangement and an Oscar for Best Original Score. The Oscar win made Hayes the first black person to win an Academy Award in
2: a composer category. And only the third overall to win an Academy Award. Man, because you had... um, Patty McDaniel win for Gone with the Wind and Sidney Poitier hmm. you knew that off the top of your head yes that's impressive out, thank you so we got some
1: impressive cats in is here. that the first time you've used know. that knowledge no no,
0: no.
2: I need you on my trivia team. So, some of us keep an eye on the Academy Awards each year. Ooh, yeah, I burn! Are, you know, well, that's, I don't know if that's a burn. Oh, that's a huge burn. It's not a burn. Right no, I'm just, it's
1: it. just the, the, the Oscars have turned into an award
2: show for movies that nobody has seen. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, it's, it's not more, what it used to be. It, it, it becomes more about watching for the red carpet in my household. Oh. Uh, so this is a
1: wife thing that you kind of join in on? Yeah, along those lines, yeah. Okay. Hey, there's those out there that have like these watch parties and they do like games with the show. Hey,
0: this is a point right here where like Shaft is like blocking the guy's punch and he punches that guy out and then he grabs a Gal and he's like, "Let's get out of here."
1: Well, you know, um, you know, sports is legal or sports betting is now legal, but you know, we could just bet on stuff in general. So like, whenever the next award show's coming, let's just bet on that.
0: Deal, deal. I love, I love it. Prop bets too are good.
1: All right. um, You know what, Travion? You just get us out when we need to get out because I know DG is chomping at the bit to give us some Ask Us Anything. We don't even know what the questions are beforehand, so we're just going to wing it. Uh So, Travion's looking for the music. We can't start. Travion, uh, Um, get us
0: out when we need to get out. It's at 6 o'clock. Hey, here we go. Hey, it's 1350 KMAN. If the internet disappeared tomorrow, what would you miss the most? could be a website. Uh, The
1: Yahoo Top 10.
0: Yahoo! <laughs> oh my man, god. Man, speaking of
1: that, boy do I miss Messenger. What yeah. a wild ride that used to be.
0: <laughs> I miss my Hotmail account,
1: man. I really need to dig deep. I still have I still have a hot. I use it for X, my Xbox account. Wow! How,
2: how sad is it that I was an early adopter enough on Gmail that I my name is my email address? No way! I had did not have to get a number. Good for you.
1: That's big, dude. I have 118,000 gamer score. I'm not giving up that account. Right?
2: No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> Too much. Trey, day, you have one. Uh, if the internet disappeared tomorrow, what would you miss the most?
2: YouTube, that's all I ever use. Uh This is just my gateway. That's a good one. Yep.
0: Yep. YouTube, for me, uh, prep sites. I I, I can't think for myself. (laughs) Well, I mean, sports wise,
1: everything is online now. Uh, There's no way you're getting information without it.
0: No. Um, Would you rather spend the rest of your life blind or in a red lobster? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you just
1: make that up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where a good the, one. I mean, where I'm. Where the bloody <laughs> did, did that
2: come from?
1: I'm sorry. That's a. I'm, no, no joke. I think that's a great question.
2: Oh, my God.
1: But I would go red lobster. I, okay. I, I don't want to lose my eyesight. And yeah. I love seafood.
0: Yeah. But they have burgers and
1: stuff, right? <laughs> you yeah. have a side menu? Yeah. yeah.
0: Kids' yeah. menu? Hey, you got it. You can mix and chicken match. Chicken fingers? Yeah, mix and match. Um, Trey, what about you, buddy? I re- I like red lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Trey's like this is no this is, I I Cheesy love. Biscuits. Keep, the biscuits keep the biscuits coming. The biscuits. Um, here's another one. How much money would it take for you to not know how to read?
2: To not know how to read? Yeah. Forget it. A billion dollars. If somebody's like, I'll give you a billion bucks, you don't know how to read. I, I enjoy my reading too much, man. Ah, uh, that's my
0: wife. She'd say, no way. Give me, like, I mean, I have a price. Yeah. I really do. Ab- absolutely. Like the million-dollar man said, everybody's got a price. Give me a hundred million. One hundred mil. And you're like, yeah, I'm dumb. I don't know how to read, but I got I, I don't need I don't need to read anymore. Hey. I might be dumb, but I've got squiggly line and a straight line and a big circle and a big circle in the bank, baby. (laughs) Don't even worry about it. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Okay. Well, let's see. Is there a movie that you won't watch for a specific reason? And it doesn't have to be cool.
1: It can be dumb. I mean, for a specific reason. Yeah. I mean, I've always said I won't watch, yeah. like, oh, Sage has something. You go ahead. Go I'm ahead thinking. I got one.
2: I will not watch Batman versus Superman because Batman dies every time. You can't look me in the eye and say that Superman loses to Batman in any scenario. I will never watch that movie. Even with Bruce Wayne's money. Yes, even with all the money in the world, there's no way Superman ever defeats Batman. I don't know, like if
1: okay, other way you if, mean, other
2: way, yeah, you know what I'm
1: saying. I know, like they are just probably square. Were they? I've never seen the movie, but did they square off one on one? Yeah. Yes. And they like literally battle each other. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, and
1: Batman has like kryptonite bullets and stuff, but like Batman can like hire some folks, like Robin, for instance. Yeah. Catwoman. The only what is she up is, to?
0: That, or Superman. He can, like, shoot lasers out of his face. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't stand a chance. I just am really, really, really happy about Sage getting so fired up about that. <laughs> she was like, listen, <laughs> here. And she grabbed the microphone and was like, listen.
2: It's not worth it. I no. mean, come on. Superman's, like, the most powerful being right. in that universe. Right. Well,
1: it's like, what was it? Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. That movie? I mean, Freddy was in your dreams. Yeah. Jason was an actual, like... Roaming the <laughs> roaming the earth, I guess. <laughs> and all day, I would pick Freddy.
0: I'm Freddy. I'm in your dreams. Hey, Jason, I'm going to make you pee the bed and embarrass you. And then
2: did,
1: that's it. Did Freddy put Jason over in that one?
2: Yeah, he did. Did he, he, did. he really? He did. he did. He did. Well, He's a company guy. Jason did walk out of the water with Freddy's head. But then Freddy winked at the end. And that's how the movie ends. Mm. Oh, man.
0: That's
1: kind of lame. Dang. I didn't know. You can't get that. great ratings. Like, what is Friday Freddy? Freddie was-
0: versus Jason got mauled as far as ratings go. It's kinda like Batman versus Superman.
1: Forty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh I, I always swore like I was never gonna watch the Twilight movies. I had a girlfriend in my senior year of high school. I was like, I'm not watching this crap. That- I know it's terrible. I'm not gonna enjoy it. Am I wrong? I mean No,
0: it's they're terrible. They're terrible. Um, I won't watch Captain Corelli's Mandolin (laughs) with Nick Cage.
1: (laughs) I respect him too much. (laughs) Is there a movie out there that you refused to watch, watched it, and then actually liked it? Oh, that's a great question. I have one. What is it? Horrible Bosses, because it looked horrible, and it actually turned out pretty good. All right, we got to go. Bye. Go Cats. When
4: it comes to setting the standard,